Hello from ABA Tech Show 2019 in Chicago, Illinois. I am Christopher Anderson. I'm Guy Sakalakis. And I'm Julie Tolek. And we're on the road with the Legal Talk Network. And we're back. Thank you so much for joining us on the road. It's a pleasure to be here in the windy city, city of broad shoulders. Um, it's, it's really cold. I went for a walk. last. <laughs> it's really, really cold here. And today we are talking about websites and how to make your websites more client friendly. Um, and we, as we said, we're with Guy and Julie. So before we get into the topic of, of why, how to make your website more client-friendly, uh, why don't we just uh, learn a little bit about your background so that uh, the listeners can know why we're talking about this. Sure. So <laughs> I'm a solo attorney, and my law firm is Think Pink Law. Um, I'm kind of a branding nerd and all about accessibility and making my presence known and visible on the web. Cool. So I am still a licensed attorney, but not practicing. And I founded Attorney Sync in 2008, basically to help lawyers make their web presence more friendly. Uh, so we focus on search marketing and some of the stuff that we'll, we talk about in our session today. Great. Well, this is a topic that's near and dear to my heart as well, um, just because I, I work, as you guys know, I work with lawyers just helping them with their business in general. And one of the sins I see committed over and over and over again are websites um, that are not client friendly, that are works of vanity. So I just like to, whichever one wants to pick this up, like what, what are some things that lawyers should be thinking about when developing, when creating their website? Um, let's start with things they should be thinking about, and then let's talk about things they should not be doing. So let's start with what, what should they be doing? So I feel like there's kind of two categories. There's like a visual category, and then there's actual content and SEO, yep. um, which flows from the content. And I think, you know, the, the, one of my pet peeves, like when I think about this topic, I think of what are my pet peeves when I go to bad websites. And I do judge a book by its cover because <laughs> yep. I am a website nerd um, and or snob even. And I think not having a mobile responsive website where you yeah. that, you know, automatically resizes to your device and, you know, you're like zooming in like web 1.0. I feel like there are a lot of lawyer websites that are like that. Um, not being able to just tap on, you know, I'm thinking mobile here, not being able to just tap right. on your, on the phone number that's on the website. You have to like copy and paste it. You know, these are things that are easy to do and make you more accessible to clients yeah, so to instantly you, contact you. So one of the big do's is to make it mobile, mobile for, or, or whatever mobile device responsive, friendly. Mobile, mobile responsive, mobile friendly, yes. And Gia, you probably see, like, there's been a big sea change over the years, like mobile is a large percentage now of, of how people are coming to your website. Is that right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you don't have to be a uh, internet marketing expert to know. Like, just look around. Everybody's on their phone and yeah. can't pick up. Um, one of the things that I also like to think about in terms of a do is really think about who you are trying to attract. Right? Who's this audience? Because yeah. you know, we get in these conversations with lawyers all the time. They're like, "Well, I want this on my website, or I want this to be, as you mentioned, I want the website to be about me." Nobody cares about that, right? They want to know yeah. how are you going to solve their problems? How are you uniquely qualified to help them? What are the problems? So I think brainstorming and focusing on who those people are and how you can communicate how you're uniquely qualified to help them, that's what you should be thinking about in terms of making your website more client-friendly. Yeah, so I mean, I, I definitely think uh, in, in building websites, like what you're basically saying is one of the do's is know your audience. Who, who is this for? Because it's not for you. Um, so I think those are two really great do's. Let's, let's go to do nots. Um, Julia, I'll start with you. Like what you said, like you, you, you judge book books by their cover. And you know what? So do lots of people. Actually, before I go to you, Julia, I'm going to ask you if he knows a stat, cause I don't know it, but what's like, 
the average amount of time someone will spend on a website before making a judgment about whether to read on? Oh, well, it, uh, under three seconds. Yeah. I mean, the I think the other thing, too, one of the other do's, uh, to go back to the do's, speed is key, right? Like, there are a lot of lawyers out there. Consumers have a lot of choices. If your website's not responsive, loading in like about a second, forget about it. They're going back to Google and they're going to the next lawyer. Yeah, so yeah, three, you have three seconds to grab their attention and get them to read on. Um, so you said, uh, Julie, you were saying you judge a book by, by its cover. I mean, if people are making a decision in three seconds, they're all judging the books by the cover. Um, so what are some of the big, like, what are a couple of big don'ts that you've seen that where you just, your hair stands up, your skin crawls, uh, uh, that, that really drive you crazy about websites? Um, this is more about the, I mean, it's the attorney's presence itself, maybe not the website itself, but using an email address that's at AOL or at Verizon yeah. or at Gmail. I mean, come on. I had an opposing counsel that was so-and-so, Bob5 at Verizon.net. And I never referred to the attorney by his name. He was just always Bob5 at Verizon.net because I found that so ridiculous. Um, and, you know, the the um, his uh, letterhead, you know, said law offices of, you know, Bob Smith. It, nothing matched. There was no right. consistency. And, and he's using, you know, it's unprofessional. Um, you know, get a domain. Use your domain as, you know, as part of your email address. Was he also like Bob5.squarespace.com? <laughs> <laughs> right. Prodigy.net. trying to think of some oh of the old gosh. school ones. Excite.com. Yeah. But so yeah. one of the things you're saying is, is a lack of consistency, that the website's really part of an overall image, an overall brand, and, and that you should really, one of the don'ts is don't be inconsistent yes. where the people can't follow you through. Right. And, and one of the things I suggest is, you know, check for your domain first to see if it's available, if you're starting a new firm, if it's your name or whatever it's going to be. And then before you buy it or register it, check all of your the social media that you plan to use as well and see if the similar name is yes. available. And if it's not exactly available, maybe you can get away with one um, odd character you know, to right. add to it. Or maybe you can do one underscore, but to make it completely different just doesn't make sense. Yeah, uh, yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. Before buying the URL, check it. Check Facebook, check Twitter, check Pinterest, check. Instagram, Instagram, even, yeah. Yeah, yeah. What are some of the don'ts you see going on? Well, one of the, one of the cautionary tale don'ts, and you know, it's obviously hard to paint broad strokes, so it may not be the right instance for everybody, but I say don't rent your website, right? So uh, a lot of people don't realize it, but if, you're, if you don't register your domain name, and if, and if you're not using something like WordPress or uh, some kind of open source system, you might be held hostage by someone that owns your website, and so yeah. hey, if you don't, if you want to switch or change vendors or get a new website, um, you might be might not own your website. So that's a big one for me: is don't rent your website. Don't rent it. So whoever, like obviously, most lawyers aren't developers themselves, but it's something to look for when hiring a developer, when contracting a developer, is make sure that you own. Not only the website, but like you said, make sure it's in some open source because it's no big deal if you own it and it's in some proprietary system that you can't duplicate or use. That's a big one that we see all the time. I, I you know, this is your uh, firm's data. Like this is your firm's content. Uh, it has a lot of value. Like it's your intellectual property. Like make sure you own that stuff. Yeah, that makes a whole lot of sense. And I love, I love the idea about making it consistent with the the social media and stuff. So I mean, you, uh, Julie, you've obviously with this Think Pink, you've you've spent a lot of time thinking about branding and branding your own business. What are some uh, things that that you would caution or not caution, advise others to do when thinking about that big brand idea, like how to construct a brand? I think Think Pink is obviously one that's really easy to remember. What are some advice that you would give on that? 
I'd say definitely make sure it resonates with your personality and who you are. You know, you want to embody and, and be your brand because that's what creates uh, a human connection and that's what helps create an experience that clients are going to hopefully like and enjoy. And sometimes it's not even about the end result of the legal work. It's about the experience and the way the client felt when you were working with them. So, you know, part of your brand should reflect those character traits and, you know, nuances of your personality, I think, that will resonate with other people. I think that's great advice. And so let me throw that to you, Guy. Just sort of, you know, I think one of the words that I heard with Julie was that your website should make you feel a certain way. That that's a great, great way to make it client friendly. What are some things you can do to convey feelings on a website? Yeah, absolutely. I'm even going to take a step back to... uh, Google My Business, right? Because I think so many people, Google is still the entryway for information retrieval. Like when they're when they're asking a question or they're looking for your brand name, whatever, they're going to go to Google. And so Google My Business using your logo, your imagery. Um, if you can get, if you have clients that are want to sing your praises, make sure that that's being highlighted on Google My Business. Um, small thanks with Google is something you use on Google My Business that will uh, turn testimonials into nice, colorful posters. Um, but those are the things that generate, that's what people care about, right? Like That's the emotional stuff. And one of the things we talk about, uh, you, you, you don't have to go very far to go see what clients are saying about lawyers on places like Google My Business. And so that's yeah. the emotional reaction. And, and I think lawyers get so caught up in like outcomes of representation where sometimes just a testimony that says they were there to answer my call, they were there as a shoulder to cry on. Like that's the stuff people want to know, that you're a human being that cares about what you're doing. And highlighting that on the internet, it was like a big part of validating that for people. Yeah, I mean, I think people forget that one of the biggest things that lawyers, we're talking about law firm websites really here, sell. One of the things that clients come and buy is not the result, it's the peace of mind, it's being heard and knowing that they had a voice in the outcome. Um, and I think, yeah, giving, giving them an opportunity to feel that through the website and the connected uh, space uh, really, really matters. Um, I, I think that's yeah. not something that's taught in law school or, right. or, you know, no one really, unless you come to, you know, a show like this and you meet other like-minded people, um, it's not something that's emphasized very often. And in fact, it's kind of, um, it's like a secret, you know, almost that lawyers are people too and <laughs> yeah. um, not robots. And so I think it's very eye-opening when you realize that you can make those connections with your clients and have good clients because you're able to do so. Yeah. So let me like, there's a sort of a wrap-up question um, is you said lawyers are people too, but we started by saying, don't make the website all about you. How can you make it obvious, make it clear, make that human connection without making it all about you. So here's what I do. I put myself in my client's shoes. If I were searching for an attorney, what would attract me? And you know, there's going to be different attorneys that appeal to different people. It doesn't mean that everybody has to be the same, you know, look and feel and human and give the same experience. Maybe some people want like a robot lawyer and maybe (laughs) that's what they're looking for if it's heavy litigation or something like that. But, um, you know, I, I think it's, it's, I don't know, it's just something that you just have to kind of try out and see, you know, how it goes. And if you're reaching the people that you like to work with and, and they're coming to you, you know, that's a good sign. If you're not reaching those people, then it's time to regroup and reevaluate. Yeah, I think about just uh, getting feedback, right? Ask, right? Well, how would you... What are the problems you're having that you describe, like how I would solve them? If you're if you're having this issue, how would you go search for it? What would make a difference for you? Uh, I think that's again get get out of your own legal mindset, uh, the way that you're looking at your business, the way that you're looking at your practice, and and ask people, ask friends, ask family, ask former clients. What are the types of how would you what words would you use to describe the types of problems that you're having and how you see how I can help them? 
How can a good website developer, what kind of questions should a good website developer be asking in order to help get that out of the lawyer um, who might not be experienced in building these? Certainly. I certainly go back to the who's your target audience, right? Like uh, demographic information, you know, uh, different age groups are going to respond to different uh, messaging differently. Uh, psychographic information, like what are, the, what are the things that are keeping these people up at night? That needs to be built into your entire de design and development process. And, and that way you're going to come out with a product that isn't built for the law firm. It's built for the for people the who are supposed to be looking for you. Absolutely fantastic. All right. Well, before we close out today, I have one last question for each of you. Um, so first, Julie, if our listeners want to follow up with you on, uh, on, on any of this, how would they do that? They can Google Think Pink Law. Think Pink Law. Awesome. And Guy, how would they follow up with you? Uh, certainly you can follow me on uh, Twitter at GuySakalakis.com. And uh, please, if you're listening to this, don't forget to subscribe to Legal Talk Network's Lunch Hour Legal Marketing that I'm also a proud host of. Awesome. Very good. Well, we have reached the end of the road for today's episode. I want to thank our guests for joining us today. Uh, thank you, Guy. Thank you, Julie. Um, and also thank our listeners for tuning in. If you like what you heard today, please subscribe, rate, and review us in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or your favorite podcasting app. We'll see you next time for another episode of On the Road with Legal Talk Network. If you'd like more information about what you've heard today, please visit LegalTalkNetwork.com. Subscribe via iTunes and RSS. Find us on Twitter and Facebook. Or download our free Legal Talk Network app in Google Play and iTunes. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer. Hey.